this phrase just came to me. It's something that we have all heard before, but it's so true. Prayer changes things. When we communicate with God, we can change and shift things in the spirit. Amen. And so God wants us to understand that. So he just gave me this study on prayer and, and just scriptures that you've heard before. But if we'll meditate on them and, and just let them sink in, we'll realize how important it is our conversations with God on a day-to-day basis. Amen. The Bible says that we are co-workers together with God. Do we clock in? <laughs> are, we, are we all building a house together? Well, kind of. But no, we're co-workers together with God to accomplish his will on earth as it is in heaven through prayer. How do we co-work together with God? We pray his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We co-work together with God to accomplish his will. It's always about his will. It's never about our will. It's always about his will. And, and we need to understand that. Otherwise, uh, we're asking amiss. Uh, we need to let him reveal his will to us so that we can pray his will on earth as it is in heaven. And his word is his will. So, you know, it's very important to be in his word. Um, so God tells us in his word how to pray. Why does he do that? Because it's important. Because if we don't pray, his will will not be done on earth as it is in heaven. Isn't that interesting? You think, I mean, he's almighty God. He created the heavens and he created the earth and everything that in there is. Why in the world would he need us? Why would he need me? What's it going to matter? It's just the way he put things into motion. He created us with dominion. He gave us dominion. He gave us authority like Pastor Nick was talking about last Wednesday. Um, and he created us to be co-workers together with him. He wanted it to be a, a, a partnership so that we can work together and accomplish something together. And he gets the glory. Amen? And we get to feel we're used by God. It's, it's, I don't know. Have you ever been used by God and you feel like great about it? You know, God ministered through you to someone or, or God um, you know, blessed you so you could be a blessing to someone and you left feeling joy and peace and, and fulfillment. And that's what it's all about is doing God's will on earth and letting him use you as his hands and feet and mouthpiece. And then you get fulfillment and he gets glory. Amen. So in 1 Corinthians 3, 9, he says, For we are God's fellow workers, his servants working together. You are God's cultivated field, his garden, his vineyard, his building. We're co-working together in this assignment. And whether you want to call it a vineyard or a building or, you know, whatever you want to call it, you are assigned as a co-worker to God, isn't that a good co-worker? <laughs> He's not slacking off. He's always down to business. He means what he says, says what he means, right? He never lies. He always watches over his word and he performs it. If he says he's going to do a task, he's going to do that task. What a great co-worker. Now the question is, are you a great co-worker? Because... If we're not praying his will in, be done in a situation, and he's asked us to, 
then his will won't be done in that situation. Because he has assigned us to be co-workers together with him. So when the disciples were asking Jesus how to pray, in Matthew 6, 5 through 13, um, he starts telling them, well, this is how you don't do it, and this is how you do it. So first he starts off, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth that that's the only reward they're ever going to get. But when you pray, in other words, be sincere about it. Make sure it's about me and not about other people. He says, when you pray, go by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on as the Gentiles do. They think that their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them. Your father already knows what you have need of before you ask. Now listen, that's very interesting to me. The heavenly father knows the beginning to the end. He knows when you stand up. He knows when you sit down. He knows every hair on your head, every hair that's not there anymore. He knows. So he knows what you have need of. Listen, before you ask. However, the Holy Spirit is manifesting right now because he, he has made us to be co-laborers together with him. Even though he knows what you have need of, he still wants you to ask. Why? Because he wants fellowship with his co-worker. He wants communication. How boring or how annoying is it to work with somebody who doesn't know how to communicate? The job can't get done correctly. If Mike doesn't tell them how to do it, it's not going to be done the right way, right? So God wants to be co-workers together with us, and he knows what he wants, and he knows what you want, but he still wants there to be a communication between you and him so that his will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so he tells his disciples, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept. You can read a number of different versions that says it differently. But may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. And may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, wouldn't his will just be done? Well, not according to the word. He wants us to pray it out. Let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need. Well, isn't that a given? Well, he just wants you to bring it before him. He wants you to pray about the food that you need. Does he know that you need food? Of course, he created you to need the food. But he wants you to communicate to him the desires of your heart, the things that you need, the things that are you're going through. He just wants communication and fellowship with him. And by doing this, by saying, Lord, I thank you that you provide and supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory. Lord, I know that you know what we have need of before we ask, but you still asked us to ask. So, Lord, I ask you. For your daily bread. I ask you for the provision to meet these certain needs. I ask you for peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. He wants us to ask 
and pray his will be done in those situations on earth as it is in heaven. Now, we already know in 3 John 1, 2, one of my favorite scriptures, I bring it up all the time. Beloved, this is my desire. I wish above all things that you would prosper and that you would be in health and that your soul would prosper. It's already a wish of the Lord's that everything be grand in life. So then why isn't it done? We need to pray. We need to pray that we would prosper, that we would be in health, and that our soul would prosper. We need to communicate and co-work together with God and cover all that, speaking his will on earth as it is in heaven in every arena of our lives. Give us today the food we need and forgive our sins so it's not an automatic that he forgives our sins. Well, he says, confess your sin. And then he'll be faithful and just to forgive your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Does he have to die on the cross again? No. But he wants there to be a fellowship, a communication for you to pray his will on earth as it is in heaven. His will is to cover that sin. His will is that you would apply the blood of Jesus to that sin and then he could cleanse you from it as if it never happened. But there's something that we need to do. We need to co-work together with God and confess our sin. Right? So he's walking us through how to pray, and it's all about communication with him, about stuff he already knows, stuff he already provided, stuff he already has, yet he's asking us to co-labor, to accomplish all this in our lives. And Lord, don't let us yield to temptation. Or you could interject there and add like five scriptures. Lord, I thank you that I'm strong in the Lord and in your mighty power. I thank you, Lord, that you I build myself up on my most holy faith and I pray in the Holy Ghost. You know, um, and a number of, other, number of other scriptures about being spiritually strong. But you're asking and inviting the Lord to strengthen me today so that I do not yield to temptation. Why? Because our flesh is weak, and the enemy's prowling around seeking who he may devour. So let's not be dumb about it, but let's communicate with God on a day-to-day -day basis, inviting him to strengthen us so that we don't yield to temptation, so that we don't bow to the enemy or to our flesh. So that one passage could be meditated on for I don't know how long. He could keep breaking it down. In each scenario, whether it be spiritually or, or dealing with the flesh or, or uh, financially or, um, you know, um, as far as food goes or whatever area, he covers it there, and he's asking us to co-labor with him to pray that that would be done in your life even though he already knows that you need these things. It's just the way he set it up. So, and I like, he says, pray this way. Pray that my will would be done in your life on earth as it is in heaven. Didn't we just hear, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper, be in health, and that your soul would prosper. So his ways for you, his plans for you, as Jeremiah says, they're good. They're to prosper you. That you'd have a hope and a future, right? So why not partner with the one who wants to prosper you and pray his will 
on earth as it is in heaven in your life on a day-to-day basis. He needs us to co-work with him to accomplish these good things in our lives. I pray, and it's not out of, um, so he doesn't want us to pray out of repetition. Um, And there are prayers that I pray that are according to the word that are prayed every day. But the heart of them aren't repetition. It's, it's, I mean it, you know. I'm not saying it out there so everybody can hear it. Nobody knows it unless some people randomly have asked me what I pray. I've shared it. But the thing is, is you got to make it your own because it has to be coming out of the abundance of your heart. You're partnering with God for your life. So it may be different. But the Holy Spirit will show you the Father's heart for you so that you can pray the Father's will on earth as it is in heaven for your life. Amen. We're supposed to join forces with God to accomplish his will on earth as it is in heaven in each one of our lives. So all that says God's will is not an automatic. It's kind of a crazy thought. But that's what prayer is. It's co-working together with God. And the main passage of how Jesus told them to pray was that his will would be done. If it, if it could be done without us, then he wouldn't have asked them to pray that his will would be done. So he needs us and he created us as co-labors, co-workers together with God. So that we can accomplish his will. This is a faith food devotion. I do them every day. And this is one that I ran across that goes along with what I'm talking about tonight. So I'm just going to straight up read you the devotional, okay? Um, This is by Brother Hagin. So in Psalms 78, 41, he says, Yes, they turned back and tempted God and they limited the Holy One of Israel. And his question is, can you limit God? The Bible says Israel did, and we have limited him. We have limited him with our prayer life. John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, said, it seems that God is limited by our prayer life. He can do nothing for humanity unless somebody asks him to do it. That is, that's a lot of power and authority he's given us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. So why is that? God made the world in the fullness thereof. Then God made man, and he gave man dominion over all the work of God's hands. Adam was made the God of this world to to rule and to reign together with God and so if we're not co-laboring by, by taking dominion, by taking authority, by, by speaking you know, positive words of, of the word of God over our lives, by taking authority over the enemy and the attack of the enemy, then we're not ruling and reigning the way he created us to, like in the Garden of Eden. Now, Adam committed high treason, and he sold out to Satan. And so then Satan became the god of this world. 
authority. This is like walking us through what all happened here. But he says, now authority has been restored to us through Jesus Christ. But that was God's original plan, is to have us rule and reign and have us have total dominion over this earth and not have to go through the stuff that we go through. Adam committed high treason. He messed some things up. So God devised a plan. Jesus restored it all back to us. Okay? So now we co-work together with God and we pray. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So now authority has been restored to us through Jesus Christ. And when we ask God, then he can and will move. That's why it seems he can do nothing unless someone asks him to do it. And I just want you to say this confession because it's in here and this is part of the thing. So say, I take my place in prayer. I join forces with my father in carrying out his will on earth as it is in heaven. So that was the devotional. But I was like, wow, that is something to think about. That he has really truly given us a lot of power and dominion here on earth. He restored it back to us through Jesus. And now we co-labor to accomplish what his will was to begin with on earth as it is in heaven. In Matthew 18, 19, Jesus says, And again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that we ask, it will be done of our Father, which is in heaven. Concerning anything. There's power in prayer. There's power in agreement. There's power when two of us get together to decide to co-labor together with God. Last night, I don't know if you noticed, these pews are very perfectly placed. And um, Austin's pretty strong and everything, but I think he enjoyed having Tim and Clayton, and I don't know whoever else was here, to lift a few of the pews so that they could readjust things. Right? rather than being he-man and trying to do it all yourself, even though maybe you could, I don't know. But, so there's more power when there's more people in agreement, right? And so it's the same thing naturally. When you naturally could use more help and things get done better and, and get accomplished, you know, faster and, and whatever, it's, this, it's the same way spiritually. Have you ever had a little bit of struggle trying to get a prayer answered when you're standing on your own? I have. And then you decide, you know what, I'm going to act on the word, and I'm going to come together in agreement with another believer concerning this thing. Then all of a sudden, breakthrough comes. Breakthrough comes. Your prayer is being answered. It's on its way, or it comes quickly, or whatever. I've had that several times, and um, it's just simply, I couldn't lift it on my own. I needed, you know, somebody else to come together in agreement. But there's power in prayer when we co-labor together with God. Now, I don't know about you, but when I go through something, I immediately go to God. Why? Because he can do it. All things are possible with him. 
right? He can work all things together for my good because I love him. Now, do I want his will done in that situation or in my life? Yes, so then what am I going to do? I'm going to go to God. Why? Because then I co-labor together with him rather than trying to do it all on my own. When we do it on our own, we struggle and we fail and we fall. But when we work together with God, all things are possible with God co-laboring with us. Remember, it's not an automatic. So when you go through something, he says, call on me in your day of trouble, and I will give you rest. Now, just because we know God, are we going to automatically be at rest when a storm comes? Not necessarily, because he tells us to call on him. Or do we automatically have grace and strength to see us through to the other side of the storm? Not necessarily, because he says those who wait upon the Lord, he renews their strength. He's constantly compelling us to co-work together with him to allow his will to be done in your life on earth as it is in heaven. We have to yield to that and have fellowship with our Father. It's why he created us, is to fellowship, communicate, and co-work together with him so that his will is done on earth. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says, this is concerning whatever may happen in life, he wants us to pray. He wants us to co-work with him. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. What is he essentially saying? He said, instead, come to me and let me be a co-worker with you in this thing. Don't worry about anything, but come to me and let's co-work together on this thing. And it says, tell God what you need. And start thanking him for all the things that he has done when you came to him the last time. Why do you do that? Well, first of all, he deserves it. But second of all, it kind of reminds you and gives you faith that whatever it is you're asking for this time, it's going to be done. Tell God what you need. Thank him for all he has done. It says, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that you can understand. His peace will guard your heart and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. So if you're not in peace, then you're in worry and fear. I've been there. If you're not in peace, then you're in worry and fear, and that means you're not co-laboring with God. You're trying to do it on your own. That's how Abraham got. He got into worry and fear. Is this thing going to happen? He started kind of leaning to his own understanding and trying to work things out on his own and created Ishmael. But then he got back to communicating with God and hearing God's will, praying out God's will on earth as it is in heaven, and God's will was done even though it looked completely impossible. With God, all things are possible. His peace will exceed and guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So in other words, God doesn't want you to worry about anything and try to accomplish anything on your own. What he wants to do is just have communication 
and fellowship with his coworker. He's in this life with us. In him we live and move and have our being. Talk to him if he's in you. He's with you all of the time. So just talk to him like a best friend and tell him what you're doing today. Some, sometimes I'll ask my kids to pray and like they always want me to lead. And I'm like, you pray. I don't know how to. I'm like, just talk. It doesn't have to sound formal. You just talk to God. Tell him what you're going to do today. Tell him how you're feeling today. How are you feeling today, Lord? Hear how he's feeling today. What do you want me to do today, Lord? This is what I want to do, but whatever you want to do, Lord. He just wants fellowship with us. He just wants us to co-labor every day with him since he's with us and in us. Amen? In him we live and move and have our being. He's the reason we live and breathe. He doesn't want to do nothing. Because when we don't invite him and co-labor with him, then he can't do anything in our lives. Now, God knows what we have need of before we ask, but he set it up so that we would ask. In John 16, 24, he says, Now, you haven't done this before, but ask now using my name, and you will receive, and you will have abundant joy. So he's telling them, Ask the Father for whatever it is that you need, and use my name. Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus. So on behalf of us, Jesus is standing in the gap. Yeah, Lord, give it to them. Yeah, Lord, bless them. He's in agreement with us. He's co-laboring with us in whatever our heart's desire is. That's why he's saying, ask using my name. Because I want you blessed. Because I want you prosperous. Because I want to co-work together with you on this. Ask using my name. Because the Father wants to bless the Son. Isn't that cool? In James 4, 2 and 3, he talks about the right and wrong way to desire things. And, and he says um, the right and wrong way to ask for things. He says you want what you don't have, so you scheme to kill and get it. You're jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to get it, to take it away from them. You don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you do ask God, if you're in the wrong motive, basically he's saying, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You only want it because it will give you pleasure. Now, let me just say this. Yes, God desires to give you the desires of your heart. However, if you delight yourself in the Lord and he's given you the desires of your heart, his desires will be your desires. So you can't just pray to get like, Lord, I want this new sweater and I want this house and I want this and I want that. It's not about you. It's about what he wants for you. It's not just about 
us is about what our Heavenly Father wants for us. Beloved, I want for you to be prosperous, to be in health, and have your soul prosper. So it's not contrary to the knowledge of God to pray that you have peace of mind and joy in your heart. That's the knowledge of God. That's what the Father wants. So it would be in agreement with him to pray that God would fill your heart and your mind with his joy and his peace and grace and strength today. That's co-laboring together with God to pray his will on earth as it is in heaven. So what he's doing here is correcting the way that we pray. Lord, I want a million dollars. Lord, just give us a million dollars. Did he tell you that that's what he wants for you? Because that could actually destroy you. Not that he doesn't want you blessed, but a million dollars might be not what he wants. Maybe he wants more for you. Maybe he knows that you can do just fine without a million. Ask the Lord what he wants so you can pray in agreement with him so you're a co-worker with him. Maybe he wants you to have more to fund his work. Certain people are called and certain people um, have a heart of humility who can handle it. Some people would just go off into the world. And God knows. So we need to pray we need to delight ourselves in the Lord so that then we know his heart <laughs> and we can pray his will on earth as it is in heaven. Pray in agreement with him. Pray in Jesus' name. If you think about it, when you're praying in Jesus' name, you don't really want to pray a selfish prayer. Father, I just pray that you would just cause that person to really get sick over, <laughs> you know, you wouldn't pray something negative over someone, that they would really have nightmares about this in Jesus' name, amen. It just seems ridiculous. He wants you to pray his will on earth in people's lives. And when you're praying his will, he's saying, you can go ahead and use my name. Like, I'm going to go ahead and join forces with you on that. But if it's not in accordance with God's will, then he's saying, you're asking amiss. You're not going to receive it. Let's, say, let's read it again. You want what you don't have, so you scheme to kill and get it. So obviously the motives are wrong there. You're jealous of what others have, so that's the only reason you want that is because somebody else has that and it looks good. You wage war to take it away from them. You don't have what you want because you're, you're so consumed with what you want that you're not asking God what he wants. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are totally wrong. You only want it to give you pleasure. So we can't blame God when our prayers aren't answered if that's our heart. <laughs> We're co-laborers together with God not to accomplish our will, but to accomplish his will. Now, don't get me wrong. It's okay to pray that you prosper, be in health, and that your soul will prosper. It's okay to pray, like I taught a couple weeks ago, that we would have a double portion, a double portion of blessing. If you see it in the word, God blessed Job with a double portion. 
It's okay to pray that because it's available to us because he put it in the word. Right? But, and so he reveals his will in the word of God. But to just do it out of selfish motive, I just want double. You know? God sees our hearts and he says, because our motives are all wrong, you're, you're going to pray and you're not going to get it. When we pray, our heart has to be right. We've got to do it in secret and find out what the Father's will is. And then pray his will on earth as it is in heaven. Do you get it? Like, have communication and fellowship with God and find out what his will is so that when you pray, you're not on your own praying. You're praying in agreement with Jesus to accomplish the Father's will through you on earth as it is in heaven. I don't know about you, but if I know Jesus is on my side and I'm praying the perfect will of the Father, I can have some faith backing me up when I'm praying that prayer. God desires to bless us above and beyond all we could ask or think. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now unto him who is able. We already know he's able. He's the creator of the heavens and the earth. He already knows everything that we have need of before we ask, and he is able. Everything is his. Now unto him who is able to do immeasurably more than all that you might ask or think. According to his power that is at work within us, he is able. But he, listen, he says, ask and imagine. He is able, but he wants us to co-work by asking and imagining that we have that. The minute we pray, he, he says faith is believing that you received it before you see it. So he wants us to pray and just believe that he's co-working with us and you receive it. In James 1, 5 and 7, 5 through 7, he says, If any of you lacks wisdom, this is just showing that we have to ask, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person shouldn't expect to receive anything from the Lord. So when we ask, he's asking us to ask in faith. Now, to be in faith personally, I'm more in faith if I know it's already God's will. Then you're asking him for something that you already know he said yes to. Did you ever play that game? Maybe you didn't, but when I did, um, when I was a teenager and I found out my mom said yes, I could go to the friend's house, then I'd go to my dad, and I knew my mom already said yes, so I could go to my dad and say, mom said yes. So that would influence him. <laughs> Well, when we read the word of God and we see that he already said yes, we can go confidently and ask in faith and know that he's going to back his word up. <laughs> he already said yes. You already said yes. It's right here. Just remember, we got to ask with the right motive. And the whole motive behind prayer is we're just communicating, fellowshipping with the Father. 
and we're praying his will. If we see somewhere in our lives that we're not in joy, we're not in peace, or somebody else is in lack or, or, or different things, the whole point of prayer is not to get for me, mine. It's, oh, God's will is not being done here. Like, we're not prospering. We're not in health. Our souls are not prospering. So, Father, I pray right now that the peace and the joy of the Holy Ghost would just fill that home. Somebody's not walking in health and healing. By Jesus' stripes, God, you said they are healed. I just speak healing, and I speak life, and I speak resurrection power. What are you doing? You're co-working together with God to proclaim, declare, and pray his will on earth as it is in heaven. And that's the way he set it up so that his will would be done and that you would be the hands and feet, the mouthpiece. So our motive, according to James, it's, it's a pure heart wanting God's will done. And when we kind of look at ourselves and how we've been praying and why we've been praying certain things, maybe we'll adjust the way we're praying. Maybe that's the reason why it's taken so long. So, Lord, show us how to pray or how to make adjustments in our heart if we're not praying, if we're praying amiss, if we're praying with a wrong motive. Help us to make that adjustment in our hearts so that we're praying the right things that are your will so that we can pray those things on earth as it is in heaven. Matthew 18, 19, and 20. He says, again, I say to you, that two of you shall agree on earth touching anything you ask. It shall be done of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. There's just power in agreement. There's power in prayer. There's power when we co-work together with God to accomplish his will. And there's just something about it that pleases God that when we're not getting it done... And we have enough faith to come together in agreement and bring it before him again and get another believer on our side to plead the case. He's like, all right, now you're step, stepping over into some faith. Now I'll work together with that. My dad always said, faith is what moves God. What is it? Faith in his will. Faith that God can do it. Faith in God and his ability. Hallelujah. So receiving from God is all about the asking. Walking in the blessing of God is all about the asking. You have not because you ask not, or you have not because you ask amiss. <laughs> you have not because you ask with the wrong motive. So make sure that you don't have the wrong motive. Make sure that you, your, um, your prayers line up with what God wants for you or for others so that you can be sure God's going to back that up or co-work with that. He, he, if he doesn't want his name on what you're saying, then he's not going to get involved. Can God put his stamp on what you're praying? Ask yourself. Because if he can't, don't expect him to answer that prayer. <laughs> I'll have to... Change a few of mine. <laughs> Lord, forgive me. Okay, Matthew 7, 7 and 8. He tells us, and this is just 
This is just showing us how much he tells us, how important the communication aspect of our relationship with God is. Ask, and then it shall be given. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door will be open. He wants there to be a co-working. He doesn't want you to just sit and wait for him to show up. Yeah, he does show up sometimes, you know. Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if any man come to the door. But sometimes he says, come into my presence with thanksgiving and my courts with praise. Like, you can come to his throne room boldly, but he also can come to your door. There's a, there's a, a co-working a, a, of communication, of fellowship, of hanging out. He doesn't want to always be the one inviting. He wants you to come and join him. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be open. For everyone who asks will receive. He who seeks finds. And he who knocks, the door will be open. Why does he put this in here? There's a co-working together in our fellowship with the Father, in our communication with the Father, in our seeking God. Listen, draw close to God, and he will draw close to you. That's a co-working. That's not always leaving it in his court to be the pursuer. He wants us to pursue. He wants us. He's not, we shouldn't just wait constantly. Yeah, we wait on the Lord. But, but at, there's also you got to let your requests be made known unto him. There's also praying his will on earth as it is in heaven. And he who seeks findeth, and he who knocks, the door will be open. So don't always just wait for Jesus to come knock at your door and come and open the door. Come and knock at his door. Come into his throne room and fellowship with him relationships, which is what it is, is a relationship, is a two-way thing. If one person's doing all the talking, all the pursuing, all the, you know, giving, the other person just feels pointless. But if you're both giving, you're both talking, you're both blessing, you're both, um, you know, one's coming to one's house and the other one decides, okay, we'll come over, I'll come over to your house. Like, there's an exchange going on, a co-working to make it work. And that's what God wants from us. That's what he wants. He wants a relationship. And so he just set it up so that we would always co-work with him. Ask and then you shall receive. Seek for me, and then you'll find me. Knock on my door. It'll be open to you. Pray my will on earth as it is in heaven. Why? Because we're co-workers together with God. Because he gave us dominion here on earth. And without us, just because it's the way he set it up, his will won't be done. And he wants us to be prosperous. He wishes. It's a desire of his heart. So let his desires become our desires. 
Let us find out what he wants and let us co-work with him and pray it out. So you get why a lot of times our prayers are at a standstill. We, we feel like he's not hearing us or they're not being answered because maybe we pray, I, I like that word, amiss. We're kind of like missing the mark of the whole point. Ask the Lord to help you to pray in line with his will. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you to pray in line with the Father's will concerning certain things. If you've been waiting a long time for something, ask him, Lord, where have, I been, where have I been missing it? Where am I not praying your will? Because if I pray his will, he says, it's done of our Father, which is in heaven. It's a done deal. So how am I not joining forces with you here? And James 5.16 says, the earnest, heartfelt prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Christ is in us. We ask him in Jesus' name, and the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives in us. And he's able to give us above and beyond all we can ask or think according to that power that is in us. And this power, when asking, produces powerful results. He just made it this way so that we would co-labor with him accomplishing his will on earth. Prayer changes things because it's us and God working together. And with God, all things are possible. Isn't that good? The persistent prayer, be persistent, be earnest, be heartfelt. Know that God's on your side when you're praying his will in a situation. Know that he totally backs it up and it's done. Ask and you will receive when you're praying according to God's will. And your joy will be full. You're going to be excited. You're going to be able to give him glory and praise. Hallelujah. I hope that encourages you to make adjustments on how you're praying. To be able to have faith when you're praying so that you're seeing where. If it's the word of God that you're praying, then you can have even more faith that you're going to co-labor together with God in this thing. And he's going to back it up. Have faith in God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. We're going to go ahead and take up tonight.